there have been training camp cuts and uh, we're going to look ahead to the preseason game against the St. Louis Blues plus yet more Adam Fantilli talk. That's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jay Foster. This is my co-host, Hayden Hyleshorn, and uh, we're here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, uh, I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube and uh, we are on Sirius XM if you are a radio app person i also gotta let you know that this episode is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook the official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more right now new customers can bet five dollars and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started um hayden obviously you were you were uh not on yesterday's episode we had some scheduling issues uh, it happens but um i wanted to just kind of start off by getting your thoughts on how you like what what impressed you from the games uh, on sunday just how like much in control the blue jackets were i know pittsburgh didn't really have that great of a lineup out there that goes without saying it was basically the blue jackets going against ahl players but um they looked really good they looked really in control they looked a lot faster than the penguins i know the game obviously went to to overtime um both of them did uh the first game obviously was was kind of the same thing just in reverse fashion pittsburgh looked a little bit quicker but i did like some of the speed that i saw out of guys like hunter mccown david yurichek obviously looked incredible in that first game in the second game though i was like this is this is it what's let's hang the banner right now this team is so good they're so quick there's so much chemistry on the ice. Um, it was awesome. Um, but again, it's only one preseason game at home, but Adam Fantilli looks special, really special. So Fantilli season is here, man. I, I, I didn't really – I knew I was going to be excited for Adam Fantilli, but every time I see him play, whether it's Traverse City, whether it's the preseason, like I get really excited. So the I'm locked into the preseason right now. I'm so excited for this game tonight. It's it's good vibes. Good vibes in Columbus right now. Yeah, for sure. Like I said yesterday, obviously preseason, it, it's tough to go into this with any kind of hard-hitting analysis and look at, you know, well, this this doesn't work, so we should get rid of it because obviously that's what preseason is for. They are, you know, experimenting. They're mixing things up. Um, but yeah, Adam Fantilli, I think, is, is going to be the big takeaway for a lot of things this season. And it feels like um, I actually watched the second assist of his from the Carson Meyer goal in mm-hmm. the third period again, like not long after I finished recording yesterday's episode. It feels like he steps up every single time to like, okay, he was dominant in college. He looked great playing at Michigan. He looked great playing at the rookie tournament. 
He looks great playing in preseason. Like every time he takes a step up in competition, I'm so excited to see what he looks like playing actual NHL games against other NHL lineups. And we'll likely see a lot of him in preseason. Um because they want to get they want to get the the best look at him that they can. Uh so I I'm not sure if he'll be in the lineup tonight. Uh when we when we talk about the game tonight, um I want to talk a little bit about some kind of potential lineups that we could see. Um but yeah, I'm I'm with Hayden. Like Fantilli season. It's here. It's not going anywhere. And yeah, they the Blue Jackets are passing the vibe check right now. Um I also just want to briefly touch on um the new coach. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about that because we have, uh, I believe, both Hunter and uh, Pat from Locked on Penguins are going to be stopping by tomorrow just to give us a little inside scoop on uh, Mark Ritchie. But literally three minutes after I posted yesterday's episode, uh, the Blue Jackets announced that they were, in fact, hiring Mark Ritchie. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, but like I said yesterday, dude's got five Stanley Cups. 1500 NHL points in 1600 games um that's that's a lot of experience that the blue jackets can take and that the blue that's jackets a ton can use. of experience holy cow that's amazing it's it's like just anytime you get guys that have been around success in their life and put them in a room where you're trying to build that kind of the same thing is going to be great yeah no this is this is a good hire um We'll obviously learn more about it when we talk to the Locked on Penguins folks, but I like what I see so far. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I believe he's going to be running the power play, uh, so we'll get probably a new look power play. I don't know how much they'll change. Um, obviously, he literally just got hired yesterday, so we haven't seen anything uh, from from that. But I will say that in the um, it does explain why Pascal Vincent was gone, maybe. Because like he Pascal Vincent wasn't on the bench for either of the two preseason games. I thought that was a little interesting. Um because he's the head coach and he wasn't at either one. I figured maybe he was just in his basement just watching both of them. Believe, you know, that's fine I too. I could be wrong here. I believe he was at both games, but watching from afar from up above. Gotcha. Um, that makes yeah, sense. I like that they put Jared Bowl on the bench for um mm-hmm. For the game in Pittsburgh, I uh, I think he's he's probably a couple of years away from getting a full assistant coach role, which is really exciting for him. Um, I like Jared Bowl a lot. I think he's done some good work with player development. Um, and I can't remember what my point was going to be. Sorry, so I, I just important. bulldozed um, it. No, no, you are you are absolutely fine. Um, I will. <laughs> I'll cut all of this out. Um, <laughs> We're talking about Richie again. And uh, yeah, so he's going to be he's going to be running the power play. Uh, we haven't seen a ton of what he's going to do with the power play, obviously, but I will say that um, I believe it was the first game the Blue Jackets scored that power play goal. Uh, the power play looked good. Power play was clicking. Um, I liked the units that we saw in the game at Nationwide. Um, that top power play unit, I think, is going to be is going to be pretty scary if you think about a power play made up of. Adam Fantilli, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine, Karel Marchenko, Zach Wierenski on the back end. That that excites me, man. And I'm looking forward to see what Mark, what Mark Ritchie can do with that. Yeah, there's tons of combinations that I think that we saw 
these first two games that I'm like, man, this is really dangerous. In game one, David Yurchek on the power play was making everybody look good. So he's an option there. Uh, Stanislav Svozil was looking really good, even defensively um, in his game. But he's great on the power play. And I think Denton Matejchuk, who is going to be a year away because he has to go back to uh, Major Junior. But he had a lot of offensive upside, too, in his game. So I'm like, the power play here... Brad Larson used to be in charge of it. He, I don't think he ever had this much talent to work with. So if the power play improves, I'm, I'm going to be hesitant to credit any coach. Uh, I will give Reggie some, some credit if he does get it going. But for the most part, there's just so much talent on this roster right now, so much young talent that this team is going to be very dangerous. They, they are a just a volcano waiting to erupt. And, again, I keep going back to Adam Fantilli being a huge reason why the Blue Jackets are taking a step up. But we've talked about it all offseason. they got talent everywhere. And um, they even got – they got to figure out their bottom six. That's the biggest thing. We obviously know the top six, but the bottom six is where things really need to be hashed out because those are the lines where you're going to win. So – yeah, I'm not really worried about the power play. I, I, Jay, I think you are not, you and I could coach the power play, and it would be fine this year. <laughs> yeah, um, just send those five guys out there and be like, hey, listen, you guys do what you want, and everything is going to be just fine. So, And that's not even ca- taking into account, you know, Kent Johnson, Boone Jenner, they're going to be on the second power play unit, you know, and those are two legit PP1 guys. So future's looking... The future is looking bright. I have faith in the power play for the first time since like 2017, which is very exciting. Um, <laughs> when we had Sam Gagne, right out about the bottom six, uh, which I kind of want to talk about a little bit next. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some training camp cuts. Uh, nothing has been like too surprising. Uh, a couple of guys went back to major junior. Some PTOs got cut loose, but. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what the next ones are. So uh, we're going to talk about those training camp cuts in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets, and that's guaranteed. All you have to do is place a $5 bet. Whether you win or lose that $5 bet doesn't matter. Place it, and you're going to get those $200 worth of bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. You get paid immediately. You don't have to wait around for your deposits to hit. And uh, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can even bet on things like NHL futures or uh, the MLB playoffs are going to be starting soon. You can bet on those. Put money on Columbus winning the Stanley Cup. Like, you could do all of that uh, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, and also us, the LockedOn Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We've had some training camp cuts over the weekend, Hayden. Uh, nothing too, like, outlandish. Uh, Luca Pinelli has been sent back to the Ottawa 67s. Tyler Peddle has been sent to the Drummondville Voltigeurs in the uh, QMJHL. 
And uh, the following players have been released from tryout contracts. Uh, Nicholas DeAngelis, Kokodelic, uh, Gunnar Kinneberg, Joe Lee, Sean McGurn, Nate Schnarr, Jacob Smallwood, Aiden Spilacy, and Oasis Wiseblatt. So nothing too kind of out there. Uh, all of the guys that you expect to be hanging around are still hanging around. Um, but... If I had to guess, I would say there's probably some more cuts coming today or tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to just pull up the training camp roster now. Uh, is there anyone on this list that you think is probably the, in the next wave of guys to go? Yes. Um, so for guys that could be cut second, is this guys that I think are going to be like out of contention for the opening night roster? Because I'm not quite versed on how they are doing these quote-unquote cuts so i don't yes, know so it'll be guys that like are probably going to get sent to get, the next round i assume is guys that are going to get sent to cleveland so like guys carson like, meyer martin rice savi uh trey fix walansky yeah, uh, like yes i think you know marcus bjork like they'll start to trim some of this um uh pavel shyan I have loved him in game mm -hmm. two against uh, the Penguins. I thought he looked really solid. He could be a sneaky, sneaky great uh, candidate for uh, maybe backup in Cleveland this year. I don't know what his situation is like if he's a able to play in Cleveland, but if he is, um, there's definitely something there I'd like to see the Blue Jackets develop. But I think those are kind of your next round of guys. What's going to be really interesting is – where does Igor Chinikov fit in? Where does Emil Bemstrom fit in? Um, because Texier is back and he looks really good. Like Texier doesn't look like he's missed a step. In fact, it looks like he's actually gotten better. So I start to worry about those guys that have been pros here for a minute. And because uh, like I don't want to see those guys have to go down to Cleveland anymore. But also, I don't know if they're going to be able to squeeze in the lineup. Jack Roslevic's another one of those guys too. It's like, you know. He's, he's an NHLer, but, like, I don't know if he's an NHLer on this team. It's crazy to think about. But those are the guys that I'm looking at. Uh, Jordan Dumais, definitely, I think he should be staying up. He looks really good. He looks fantastic, actually. But I would expect him to be – I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the Cleveland group um, right away. But, yeah, those are kind of the next few that I'm expecting. Was there any that you kind of expect to go – uh, yeah, like you, I think it's it's just going to be, like, guys that, kind of those mid-round draft pick guys, you know, so I assume Sposal will, will get sent down, but I also expect, uh, Sposal's really interesting, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of, like, the last, last cuts, uh, same with Matejchuk. Uh same with Dume, honestly, because I don't know if they know what they're going to do with him yet, I know there's a lot of talk about applying for this uh, waiver for exceptional status um so whether that goes through or not um who else was i looking at uh guys like roman ashan uh owen sillinger who i thought looked pretty good in uh in that game in pittsburgh obviously scored a goal um i assume those guys will uh will get sent down but yeah like here's an interesting name dmitry vronkov has not been as big of an impact player as i think a lot of people expected him to be and I wonder if he maybe starts the season in Cleveland like Marchenko did to let him adjust to this big ice. 
Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent a great move out of the Blue Jackets if they decided to do that. Uh, Vronkov has a hundred percent always been a guy that has been the beneficiary of a lot of hype. Really, you know, like the Blue Blue Jackets fans talk about Vronkov highly, but that doesn't mean that Vronkov is necessarily being talked about the same exact way like that in the Blue Jackets organization. I'm sure they say a lot of glowing things about him. Um, but yeah, he definitely needs he de- some AHL games would be great for him before he just gets thrown into the mixer. And especially because the Blue Jackets are pretty much like 95 to 100% healthy right now. So we don't need we, – we, yeah, I'm knocking on wood right there. Huge knock on wood moment. Um, but – we need to get him some AHL games, get him used to the bigger ice, and we'll see. We'll see when the opportunity comes. We can get him up to Columbus, and he'll look great there. But he'll especially look better if he spends some time in the AHL. You know, all these guys spend time in the AHL, so it's like it's nothing. There's no shame in going to play for Cleveland. The AHL is a great hockey league. Um, sure, they're not making the big bucks, the big big bucks, but um, he'll look great there. It'll give the Cleveland fans a nice reason to go to games because he's obviously the he's the next up really in the forwards for what everyone's talking about him and Jordan Dumay. So would love to get him in there as well. Hope that that exceptional uh, ruling or whatever the exceptional <laughs> what is it called exempt list whatever. Hopefully yeah, just, I- it's a, I don't know. I've just been using a bunch of different words. I've been saying <laughs> a, a exceptional status waiver, which I believe is what they call it for. That sounds good. CHL, but um, I also want to just point out one last thing about Voronkov uh, before we move on and start talking about um, tonight's game is that he has in the this year of his contract uh, he has what's called a European assignment clause, uh, which means if he does not make the NHL roster the Blue Jackets have the option to send him back to Russia for a year if he doesn't want to play in the AHL. So he hmm. could go back to the KHL for a year and then come back over. Um, I think it's unlikely just because of how the KHL works. I think once now that he's left the KHL, he's essentially like dead to them because he's in the NHL now. Uh, but that is that is an option. So uh, but I agree. I would love to see uh, Voronkov get some AHL games. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think um, I wonder how much that stint in the AHL helped Karol Marchenko because he was oh. good in the AHL and then he came to the NHL what in like December and just flew. And I don't think we would have seen that immediate impact had he not had a couple of months in the AHL playing on the bigger ice, getting used to. Uh, North American hockey and so yeah I I wouldn't hate seeing Vronkov get the same kind of treatment of okay go hang out in the AHL for a bit get your confidence up get used to skating on the big ice uh, and uh, or smaller ice excuse me um I always forget, I, I always throws me oh, that NHL yeah, ice is. is smaller than European it's, ice. Um, but, it's bigger, um, as in like you know we're I mean? paying attention. Get yeah, the, get used to the new ice size. Yeah, and. Uh, Maybe do what they did with Marchenko. Call him up in December for a couple of games, see how he does. If he starts to fly, fine. If not, you can always send him back down. So that's kind of... I, I I know what you're saying, though. People have, uh, like, latched on to Dmitry Voronkov in a way that, like, I totally get. Um, and that happens Same. sometimes, is that players get super hyped by fan base, by media, um, and sometimes they don't live up to that. I do have 
a lot of faith that Dmitry Vronkov can be an impact middle six player for this team. I don't think he needs to be that this year. Kid's 23. Give him time, you know? Yeah, give him give him time. Um, it worked out for Marchenko. I think it, the AHL is a it's 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 a lower league than the KHL, mm-hmm. and he's already shown that you can play in the KHL. So, like, obviously, he's he's going to do great in the A. And I just think it's really good for players to get their confidence. You know, those AHL games are a lot similar to the preseason games we watched last night in terms of pace and everything. And um, I think he, he can build a lot of confidence in that, realize that, hey, I'm, I'm just all I'm doing is taking a two hour trip down the highway. It's still the same sport. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm the same guy. Um, and I think as long as he doesn't come in playing against like, I don't know, as long as this first game isn't against who's expected to be good this year, like the Avalanche or something, or the right. you know, we, we got we got a lot of Metro teams in that first month of November, like seven Metro games. It's the heaviest month. So as long as he doesn't come in like in the heat of that, uh, I think he'll probably be fine. We can put him on the Marchenko plan. Let's just like say, hey, Bronkov, you're not allowed to play for the Blue Jackets until at earliest December. Like yeah. play two months in for the Monsters this year. And uh, we'll monitor your stats, make sure that you're producing, and then we'll we'll get you up. I think that's a, a fair deal. And I don't think he'll complain about that because he's going to be making money and he's going to know that uh, his time's coming. It just takes – like this is the biggest the Blue Jackets organization kind of is, is right at the beginning of the season. And then as time goes on, we'll see some injuries will happen and places pieces will kind of fit where they go, and Vronkov will get his chance to play. So I'm not worried about him. No. Uh, Let's take another quick break, and then when we get back, we will talk a little bit about tonight's game, anything we're hoping to see from uh, from the Blue Jackets in St. Louis. Uh, That's coming up in just a second on Lockdown Blue Jackets. Welcome back to Lockdown Blue Jacket. Thank you once again for making us your first listen. We super appreciate it. And uh, let's just, real quick, because we're running a little long here. Game tonight in St. Louis. Uh, how do we feel about this? Is there anything that you're kind of excited to see? Is there any changes that you would make from kind of the lines that we've seen so far? Like, what's what's your thoughts on... Um, on on potential lineups that we might see tonight. Yeah, the first line that is really sticking out to me has obviously been Fantilli, Texier, and Line. That line has been spectacular so far. I don't know whether I don't know who to credit that. I, I'm just going to credit. Uh, I'm going to credit Line for that because let's be honest, Line has been the ultimate big brother here in the situation. Welcomed Fantilli into his home. They clearly have a, a, a nice, story. like such a good story. This is right? this, this is my. I don't know if you've seen the um, the meme going around about the Roman Empire and how often men think about the Roman Empire, but like Patrick Laine and Adam Fantilli being best friends is my Roman Empire. Yeah, I think about it every yeah. day. Yeah, I think about it every hour. So it's like it's awesome. Um, a big challenge tonight for them because they're going up against a few more pros. 
Braden Chen, Kevin Hayes, Justin Falk, and Jordan Bennington expected to be in the lineup for the Blues. So that those are some big guys. Those are some uh, key players. Obviously, it's a home game for St. Louis, so they're going to put a few more of their NHL guys in there. So it's going to be like some good competition for some of these younger players, and I want them to excel. That was kind of the only thing that I really had that, like, I, I want that to keep going. There was no lines that I felt like were missing. Like, I, I feel like we can just run everything back, to be totally honest with you. I liked it all. Like, I thought it was a good, really good first outing for Columbus in Pittsburgh and in Nationwide. So, um, I don't know. What would you do differently? I don't, yeah, I don't know that I would do anything too differently because I get that you want to see, you know, bunch of different combinations i might like mix that top six up a little bit um i would like to see johnson on that line with uh fantilli and line although i agree i think texier has looked great in that spot um but yeah i think just keep doing what you're doing i'll be interested to see if there's any uh difference in the power play i think that's what i'm going to be focusing on and so we'll talk we'll probably talk about that a little bit um tomorrow is if the blue jackets look different on the power play what's different um things like that goaltending uh is is going to be interesting i don't think they'll go with elvis um i think probably what they'll do is travel with um a couple of probably arendelle again and another younger goalie and they'll split the game um i liked arendelle a whole whole lot in that mm-hmm. um in that game in Pittsburgh and I am leaning more and more towards hey let's just sign this guy get him in the organization whether he backs up Elvis or whether he's in Cleveland doesn't matter um because I thought he looked real sharp against Pittsburgh uh, I'd like to see a little bit more from him before we you know fully make a decision but yeah I'm I'm with you it's let's just keep on rolling let's see see what key see if things keep working because obviously one game is not enough to be like well this line works so maybe you keep it the same and see if you know see if we've really got something worth building on here yeah yeah i'd like to see uh Rensky play with somebody other than peak andrew mm-hmm. peak i'd like to see that um i know they split the two games but based off the original training camp roster uh pascal vincent has them to kind of leaning towards playing together, which, you know, they've played a lot of hockey together. So that makes sense. I'm not blaming him for that, but uh, Damon Severson, I'd like to see him kind of like, he looked, he looked flashy, man. Like like some of his uh, breakout passes were just nuts. He, he knows how to get the puck off the wall and get it off the wall quickly up to the neutral zone. So I like to see him play with your check, maybe because your checks, obviously a guy who can, who commands a lot of attention in the offensive zone. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe even Yerchek and Sposal. Let's get that. Let's get those two together because Sposal, by the way, he looks like he looks NHL ready. Mm. Like he looks good. He looks like the game. He keeps the game right in front of him. Uh, he had a couple mishaps the other night, but so did a lot of guys. Like I thought, Kent Johnson Free looked a little. For everyone, right? Yeah, you know, like come on, like like no one's gonna Kent Johnson, Zacharensky. These guys aren't going full speed in these games because you know Wierenski's coming off injury. Ken Johnson just looks like he could care less sometimes, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all good, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one tonight. Uh, Malcolm Subban uh, also potential to come into the game after Bennington. So that'll be another 
NHL goalie that the Blue Jackets will be going against. So, yeah, really good uh, game tonight. I don't expect the Jackets to do well. They never do well in this preseason game. They always lose like 4-1, to one, I feel like, or 6-1. to one. But if they could get a preseason W, man, I might be – I might be coming into tomorrow's episode really, really high. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, like I said, tomorrow's episode, uh, we'll talk about tonight's game, what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, Hunter and Pat from Locked on Penguins are going to be stopping by to talk about Mark Ritchie. Uh, we talked about him a little bit in this episode, obviously, but I wanted to get the inside scoop on our new uh, assistant or associate head coach. I don't remember what exactly what his title is, but um, so we'll do that tomorrow. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. Uh, you can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockshotbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and we are on Sirius XM. Once again, tomorrow, talking about tonight's game and talking about Mark Retchie. But until then, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>